Chapter 39. Make an awesome. We have the cat cam. Which is really the best cam out there. Sorry, guys. You know, y'all are cool and all, but are you better than a sleeping kitten? I, I don't. No, nothing's better than a sleeping kitten. No. Nothing is. That cat is tired. Like, real tired. Can I touch her feet without her waking up? Let's find out. Yes. <laughs> I love how this is how we started the, <laughs> the live stream. That's okay. That's okay. We're, we're, we're going for it. We got the cat cam up. This is Making Awesome Chapter 39. We're going to be talking about the SLS video from the beginning of the week because, yeah, uh, YouTube makes it a little bit complicated for us to go into the weeds, and I want to make sure that we go into the weeds just a little bit on SLS. We're going to talk about the brand new sets that are coming to the 3D Musketeers YouTube channel, and of course, the fact that Oprah Winfrey is over here with IPOs, giving them out like they're going crazy, and talk about Catlingo. I don't know if we missed anything. We didn't get a lot of views on that video, so I don't know if we missed anything, but we can just kind of review them, talk about them, and all that. Uh, how's it going, Allison Cardstock Collector? How you all doing? Victoria is incredibly comfy right now. Um, I figured she's here, so we might as well use the cat cam. And, you know, hey, while we're at it, don't forget, if you are listening to these episodes audio only, you are missing out on the live experience. We live stream these podcasts as often as we can. I know as things get crazier, we might have to skip a week or two of doing it live and just pre-record them. But you will miss this beautiful, beautiful, tired kitty who is uh, hanging out with us today. We have Victoria, we got Brad, and we got Justin. We're going to just be talking about stuff that happened this week in the industry. Oh, uh -oh. oh, don't uh -oh. go back to bed. Go back to bed. Why? Why? It's fine. Here, go, go back to bed. We're just going to be talking about awesome stuff in the industry today. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, before we get too far into it, Justin, tell everyone who you are, what you do, and uh, what brings you here, and then we'll go over to Brad. Well, I'm Justin. I've been on here a bunch of times by now, and I, I love making awesome just as much as everyone else here. And I'm designer, video editor, everything under the sun for 3D Musketeers, and it's just 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 having fun making cool stuff awesome brad i'm brad i 3d print all of the things and i gather a lot of the information for the videos i'm behind the scenes for the videos for 3d musketeers brad i'm working is, on learning cad brad is like our historian uh i am it, you've been doing such a great job lately of just like making sure we have good notes it, um, for those that don't know, most of our videos are completely unscripted. Um, I have like maybe a couple of lines worth of notes to do videos from, and I'm just working from my experience in the industry to make it happen. But uh, me, the man behind the cat, is not all that important. We have Victoria here. Uh, Victoria is, how old are you now? You're almost five, is that right? Yeah, she's almost five years old. She's a tortoise shell. Uh, she was a stray that walked into our retail business many years ago, walked into the back, curled up, and fell asleep. And that's how you get chosen. Cats, cats, cats choose you. 
and uh, she chose us and she hangs out every now and then in the videos uh so actually the video that comes out on monday uh which is funny we're going to talk about the video that's coming out on monday because it's already filmed um but it is a really cool video and i think uh you guys might enjoy it but yeah she's actually in that video she hasn't appeared in a lot of videos normally we have stunt double I'm going to get bit. <laughs> she doesn't bite me all that hard, but man, uh, where's my hand? On that video, I don't know if we're going to use any of the outtakes, but she was nibbling on my hand and got just a little aggressive. But uh, yeah, no, nah, definitely chooses us. And uh, we're glad to have her because we don't have Grant stickers. We have Victoria stickers. And uh, by the way, we're going to be starting a Patreon and one of the tiers does get you sticker packs. So if you are uh, wanting to get some awesome 3DM stickers, that is going to be part of a tier on Patreon. So I'll leave the cat cam up for a little bit, then I'll push it back to myself. But uh, anyways, guys, this is awesome. I'm excited. Let's just let's jump right into it. Um, of course, there's, as always, we're sponsored by 3D Musketeers, uh, which is you know, the company. We sponsor ourselves because we could do that kind of thing. And uh, we help people go from head to hands, art to part, full rapid prototyping, product development, 3D printing, laser cutting, CNC milling, and all the cool stuff in between. And we also make sure that this cat gets fed because no one wants in, in the arms of an angel playing. Uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about the SLS video. So uh, the Farsoon video. Up until that video, I had never heard of Farsoon, um, and that's because Farsoon does not do a lot of business in the United States. They are China's largest SLS 3D printing company, period. Um, and I wanted to do a shout out. Um, Eric, I'm not going to give out your last name, but Eric, thank you so much for messaging me privately about all this. He said, man, you simplified a lot in that video, and I almost stopped listening. And yeah, I feel that. That video was like a 35-minute video that we cut down to 10, right? Something like that. We cut it way down. So there's a lot of information that when you're doing a YouTube video, you have to be careful, right? I could sit there and talk about SLS and, you know, the, the, the wavelength of uh, CO2 versus fiber and why CO2 is more common than fiber and it's not just about the cost, if we're going to lose people really quickly. And so the goal for that was, you know, to really dive in, give people a good overview of it. And if we want, if people wanted more information, they could, they could let us know. Uh, and thankfully we didn't go too deep because we did not get a lot of people telling us we want to hear more. And that makes sense, right? It was, it was a cool machine. Dual laser SLS is not a new thing. And actually later this past week, Farsoon released a DMLS, a metal 3D printer with eight lasers, <laughs> um, which is insane. But I wanted to go over it a little bit. Um, so, th and this is crazy because this is the deal, right? Um, fiber laser has a wavelength of 1,064 nanometers, which is not absorbed well by most polymers. But the wavelength of a CO2 laser is 10,600 nanometers, which clearly absorbs well into polymers because we have hobby-grade laser cutters that, you know, really 
God, they're, they're, they're kind of changing the game. I'm going back to the Grant cam because I'm, like, trying to look into the camera, and I have no idea what I'm actually looking at, so we'll go back to the Grant cam. The cat should still be in it, but probably near the bottom here. There. Now you guys can see the cat, too. But, um, you know, fiber is tough for SLS, and when we look at Form Labs, Form Labs has the Fuse 1 now, finally. Um, <laughs> the Fuse 1 is also fiber laser. It's a yttrium. I don't know. It's an element that I can't pronounce. It's YB uh, is the is the elemental name. But um, yeah, it. I guess fiber is considerably more difficult, and I had no idea. I guess it makes sense intrinsically because um, CO two lasers are incredibly affordable, whereas fiber just isn't. Right, fiber is very very expensive, and my initial thought was that, oh, it's just fiber being fiber, but no, it's not. It's way more than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I, I felt bad because we didn't, I don't think we did the video justice and I don't know how we could have done it better without boring people. Um, now for those that are watching us live on YouTube, let me know in the comments, um, do you guys want us to go into, like, deep dives into these videos? Oh, I forgot to turn on my, my rear lights. Ah, so much better. Uh, would you guys like us to go into more of a deep dive into, you know, these hardcore topics? Because, like, we can do it. I just don't want to bore you guys. Because I'll tell you, Eric wrote me a non-trivial amount of information on this. And I'm like, this is really good. Uh, like, here's like, here's, like, really cool stuff. Okay, most CO2-based SLS systems use spot size of around 400 microns. For example, the P770 from EOS scans at 10 meters per second, making it cover 4,000 square millimeters of surface per second per laser. Now, hold on. Like, let's, let's pause that for a minute. 4,000 square millimeters per second. Excuse yeah. me? That's nuts. That's nuts. Like, and I think he's actually wrong. I think it should have been 40,000 square millimeters per second. Right? No, Grant's bad at math. It's definitely 4,000. So it's able to cover wow. four square meters per second. That's yeah. kind of fast. Like, that's insanely fast on something like this. And you're... SLS, your fiber-based SLS, it is... Wait, isn't that four square meters? Yes, Jonathan says yes, it is. The Galvos for fiber are only covering 1,200, right? So the Farsoon lasers are only good for 1,200 per second, but because their spot size is lower, right? Their spot size is... Um, 70 micron contour, 50 micron fill. So let's cut it in half, make it 60, right? And they scan at 20 meters per second, which is the max speed of the Galvo. They don't really say that that's what they are doing in practice. They're covering 1,200 square millimeters per second. So here's the deal, right? They're covering less space, but they're doing it at a higher accuracy. So there is, like, some trade-off there. And for those that don't know... If you haven't seen the video, go watch it. But I talked about what a Galvo is. A Galvo is a galvanometer. Justin, do you know 
I, I know what a Galvo is, but I want other people to talk to. Justin, do you know what a Galvo is? Not really. I really don't know what it is too much. Brad? Um, Galvo? That's it. Cool. I watched the video, but I don't remember. Wow. Thanks, guys, for your support. Okay, a Galvo really is... Stuck, it's a servo-controlled mirror. So you have a mirror. There's a servo behind it. So let's say this is your mirror. There's a servo behind it, and the servo can move the mirror very quickly and incredibly high accuracy. Okay. And what happens is you deal with your laser spot size. So like uh, Formlabs uses Galvos. And Galvos are great as long as you can move them fast. If you can't move them fast, then there's really no point in having a Galvo. Hey, Rachel, how you doing? Oh, that's so cute, Justin. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Galvos, Galvos are pretty cool, but they're expensive. Because to have a Galvo, so just like with 3D printing, we have something called Jerk. Actually, we never covered Jerk in our terms video, which is funny. And no, it's not a delicious Caribbean chicken. No, it's not someone that's being rude to you. Jerk is how much your printer will go past where it's actually supposed to go. Okay, so acceleration determines how fast something starts and uh, starts up and slows down. Jerk is how far it can go outside of its parameters. And I believe it's from like zero to how... God, it, it, it's quite a high number. So one of our printers runs a jerk of over 40. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know the exact number. So I, 40, 40 of what units? I don't know what the units are in. That's That was the thing. I don't know what the units are in. But jerk jerk on a galvo needs to be damn near zero or you need yeah. to be able to pulse your laser quickly now co2 lasers can pulse quick fibers can pulse even faster but co2 is cheaper right ultimately co2 lasers are cheaper and because they're easier to be uh, their heat is more easily taken up by a uh, polymer co2 is still the king fiber is looking to come in as fiber gets cheaper <laughs> Uh, okay, John looked it up for us, I guess. Jerk is most commonly denoted by the symbol J and is expressed in meters per second cubed, SI units, or standard gravities per second. So we, I don't know which one 3D printers use. I think it's the meters per second cubed. Is... Meters per second cubed, yes. I'm, I, yeah, I'm that, that, that sounds about right on some of the times that i've tuned printers because like they're they and you can see it so yeah. a high jerk value and really high speed results in ghosting uh if yeah. you turn your jerk way down your printer will move a lot slower but you will get buttery smooth 3d prints but you have to play that game between quality and speed and when you're dealing with a business setting you can't always have a jerk a zero right we're we're trying to make money at the end of the day um and John says, because everything else is metric. So, yeah, it's probably the the SI number. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, literally, Eric gave me a massive thing for this. And he said, here's the deal as well. These SLS machines are not running your cheap CO2 laser tubes, right? So, like, we have an 80-watt laser in the garage. Uh, and I said, oh, yeah, f you know, EO, uh, 3D systems, 70-watt uh, CO2, that's weaker than the one in my garage. It kind of is, but kind of isn't. So... I have a normal CO2 laser tube that needs liquid cooling. These RF tubes, the radio frequency tubes, don't need liquid cooling. Generally, they're air-cooled. So it is a little bit different. Um, and so I just wanted to get that information out there because 
I know that we really didn't cover it as well as I would want, but this is why we have editors and I don't do the editing myself. Because if I did the editing myself, it would have been a 45-minute video and none of you would have watched it. We have editors because we're looking at cutting down the videos and getting rid of information that we think our target markets are going to find boring and then end up having harder information. So, and yes, our, so John's right. The liquid in our chiller can go subambient. RF tubes can only go as cold as the ambient around them. Now, of course, subambient cooling is not very safe for CO2 laser tubes because they start to sweat. And water with a tube that runs on 25,000 volts equals it uh, grounding out to the case. And that is why the inside of our tube is painted with like nine layers of paint. Uh, so lasers are generally metal boxes, right? And if you have water, water and particularly dirty water, because clean H2O is not conductive. It is an insulator, and I will fight anybody that disagrees with me because you are wrong. Anytime you introduce a monicum of contaminant to water, it then starts to become uh, conductive because of the salt and other impurities that you're adding into the water. It's it's like, uh, what is, what's the term where if you measure it, you're going to... to it's, it's a Schrodinger's thing. <laughs> Where if you try to measure conductivity of water and your product is not perfectly, perfectly, perfectly clean, yeah, it just won't work. And air can't go subambient. So it means we can run our laser harder for longer. But those RF tubes are designed to run, like, indefinitely. And their lives are a lot longer because, you know, they're rated proper. They're, it's not like you know, some terrible BS. Um, well, they have, like, the waveguides and whatnot that, like, really get it down to the exact wavelength that for that material that it's tuned for it's yeah like the spot size on our laser is something like 10 millimeters um and then it's focused through a lens so these rf lasers come out basically pre-focused because otherwise you'd have to have a focusing lens that's either a really long focal distance which i know some of them do but a lot of them don't um, and the reason we know that some of them do, John calls, oh, it's the observer effect. Okay, it's the observer effect. Well, either way, it's just weird, right? It, it, it's a little bit weird. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to thank Eric. I don't know if you're going to see this, but if you do, thanks, man. Um, you know, I, I appreciate it. I guess one of Eric's jobs is that... You know, to really disseminate press releases and understand, you know, if they're good or not. And he said, you guys fell into this press release because you didn't know any better. And he said, that is the sign of a good press release. Yeah. But it is also the sign that you guys didn't do your research. And he's absolutely right. I'm not going to spend six hours researching for a 10-minute YouTube video. I'm just not going to do it. Um, because that's just more of, it's cool. We wanted to show you that it was cool. Not, this is cool. This is why it's cool. And here's all the information that proves why. So... Yeah, Farsoon is the largest out-of-China SLS producer, and EOS and 3D systems are the largest in the rest of the world. I am still mad that EOS's website was broken, and it's still broken, and I don't know why it's really? broken. I cannot I cannot get to EOS's website. Their servers do not allow me on the... It, it, it you just, IP blacklisted from them? Or why would I be IP blacklisted from what EOS? What did you do to them, Grant? What did you do to them? Can, can you get onto EOS's website? checking 
The other thing that Eric said that we should be looking at, you're in a difficult position of having subscribers that are crafters and others that are more focused on the technical information. We are, Allison's right, you know, we have kind of people that are split off. And that's actually why we've decided that the Patreon kind of makes the most sense right now. So the plan is that we're going to film YouTube videos. But there's going to be a lot of information about those videos that doesn't make it into the final cut. And so we're going to start doing more videos where we're going to film it potentially live for our Patreon subscribers. So Patreon's a monthly paid service, by the way. So um, it's a way to support us and get some cool stuff out of it in, in, in return. Um, but we're going to have it so, like, as soon as we're done filming the video, you guys will know what our posting schedule is. As soon as we're done filming the video, we're going to hop on a Patreon-only live stream and talk about it in detail if you want to hear about it in detail. We're going to do things like, you know, weekly hangouts outside of the live streams, so like Patreon-only hangouts where you guys get to talk to me and hang out. John says the cached EOS website works. I didn't think about that when I was recording the video. Definitely should have tried that. Are either of you able to get onto EOS's website, Brad, Justin? The, li the live one for me is just sitting here loading. Yeah, Good. It's just been... Okay, so yeah. it is still broken. Yeah, and I even turned off the pie hole to see if that was maybe blocking it or something, but nope. All right, what's a pie hole so they don't think you're making some weird Zoomer uh, curse word? Uh, a pie hole is a Raspberry Pi black a network black hole that so typically your DNS is set to Cloudflare or Google, but and a DNS is what tells when you type in YouTube.com what tells your computer what the IP address of the website is. So some of them that are ads and trackers are very easy to pick out. And so that's what this little computer is, which is a little Raspberry Pi. And that's just going and picking out anything, any of the traffic that's bad or nefarious that could be a tracker or an ad. I like it. Yep. It's basically a, uh, it's a network-wide ad blocker. Pretty much. <laughs> so all the know. things that I hate as a YouTuber now. <laughs> YouTube doesn't, Question. YouTube still gets it. Most of the time they get through it. Good. Good. Justin, for those who don't know, what does DNS stand for? Domain name system. It's what I was gonna be like, translates. I don't even know what the... DNS stands for. <laughs> I don't either. It, it's it's what translates the website like YouTube.com or 3DMusketeers.com into the IP address of where it's hosted. Yep. More or less. So yeah, um, I wanted to thank Eric because. It's people like him, and, like, he'll call me out every now and then. I appreciate that. And, like, anyone that's really technical that's watching us and says, oh, they're just really not covering this well, reach out to me. Um, because that might make for a great topic that we can cover on our live stream, whether it's the weekly live stream or it's the podcast. Um, because that's valuable, right? And that's information that some of our longtime viewers, like people that came on before Cricket people that really want to dig into the nitty-gritty can enjoy, whereas the standard YouTuber YouTube crowd won't want it. So I, I we're trying to find that happy medium between giving enough information and not providing enough either. So, Eric, I wanted to apologize because I did want to go into more detail, but I know we discussed it, and I know that you understand my position and that it is a difficult position to be in. So... Uh, and I think that we can solve that with Patreon, which, of course, means that people that want more information have to pay for it. But 
sorry not sorry <laughs> there's gonna be well, some other cool tiers in there and you'll see there are some joke tiers um we are working on it we're hoping to have it launched by the end of the week like that's the the goal is to have it launched by friday we'll, we'll have tiers for everyone and that you're not you're not you're not stuck out of content if you can't just throw money at us type of thing you, yeah you're still understand it's you're not gonna miss videos right you're not gonna miss a channel video because you're not subscribed to the patreon the patreon is solely for uh you know people that want more that want a further experience that want to be able to support us more and we're even gonna have there's a 100 a month tier which yeah john says scrooge mcduck if i could dive into a pool of money it wouldn't be coins I'm just gonna put that out there because that wouldn't feel great. I don't want to dive into a pool of money. I'm just gonna put what that about out crypto? there. What? It's just a pool of nothing. That's gonna hurt just as bad as a pool full of coins <laughs> and a pool full of paper. I'm just thinking about how dirty money is. I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. A Breaking Bad instance where you're laying on a pile of money, totally fine. But I'm not diving into it, right? Um, but. John says it would be a pool of Prusa printers. That would be probably Is that the your most core cover band of the day? Pool of Prusa printers. <laughs> notice us, Joseph. <laughs> yes, notice me, Joseph Senpai. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to have it. So, if you want to know more detail, we can do it. But it's gonna be beyond the scope of our YouTube channel, right? We can't go into that detail. It's just beyond the scope. Uh, Halsa says it would hurt my back. My back has already hurt a lot. <laughs> uh, by the way, I guess I guess I should talk about it here. Uh, I actually now have a diagnosis. I have actual nerve damage in my back. So let me let me grab that diagnosis real quick so you guys can learn about it. It is chronic lumbosacral radial culpathy, which basically means uh, I have nerve damage. Uh, right at my discs where the spine so where, where the nerves are on the spine that's where uh, I have the damage I, talk, I guess I talked about it on our on the Wednesday live stream yeah I must have because yeah. I had the test that Tuesday and I talked about how much torture that was yeah. uh, but I don't know I don't know if I talked about anyways yeah back is screwed TLDR uh, but we're working on it we're, we're we've got some meetings with people and we're gonna try to get it solved so uh, but yeah, I know people are kind of following that journey, so I figured once I have like the technical term for it, I tell you guys because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter ultimately at the end of the day. Uh, let's see. So we also have some interesting videos coming up. Uh, we've got that fifty dollar three D printer video, and uh, it I haven't unboxed it yet. We're waiting for the set. We'll talk about the sets next. We bought a $50 3D printer, and I didn't realize that um, other content creators have done a video on this printer before. Uh, but they did it when it was $100. I'm doing it where it's $50, so they can all go to hell. I paid half as much as they did. Um, but I have a feeling it doesn't have thermal runaway. So we are actually going to end up destroying it, but letting it destroy itself. And we're going to talk about Thermal Runaway. So that video will get cut down heavily for YouTube. But we will release the uncut version of it to Melting. Patreon. Huh? Oh, just burning itself down and lighting itself on fire? Yeah. 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 That whole video of it 
there because there's no way a printer that's a hundred dollars has thermal runaway there's not a snowball's chance in hell i, was I don't even right i don't I wonder what the controller control board and that is he doesn't even have a screen like it, it's I like, like little arduino at most and i don't want to open it because i want to open it on camera because i yeah. i want like i have some predisposed understandings of how bad this machine is going to be but we're gonna upgrade the snot out of it and like anytime when um when we like i'm working on getting crickets so i'm working on getting some broken crickets from people um so that we can do autopsies so like equipment autopsies when we're doing them for the channel i might even live stream those to patreon only i won't be able to interact with you guys while we're filming it because we're gonna be filming it but like in between takes or in between cuts i can interact with you guys uh but it'll be a cool way for you to get some behind the scenes action at 3d musketeers because we are doing our big set build is coming up and i am crazy 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 excited for this uh, and yes if you have a broken cricket let us know um we want it and i'm willing to pay for shipping and not a whole lot more because if i'm going to buy something to literally destroy it i don't want to spend a lot of money on it all right we are not yet monetized on youtube <laughs> huh are these gonna be like ave videos the autopsies so in my head i've talked about wanting to take a cricket we take it apart we look at what's broken we try to fix it but eventually, I just want to fill it with Tannerite and shoot it. And tanner Tannerite's a binary explosive. Um, it is completely legal. I can go to my local stores here in Florida and buy it. And yeah, when you hit it with a pew, it goes kaboom. Uh, you can hit it with a hammer and it blows up too. Uh, but it is, it's used Florida. for like, it's supposed to be used for getting rid of birds. Same reason why you definitely tell the fireworks stand when you're buying those big mortars that it's definitely for clearing birds away and you're a farmer. Yeah. Nobody believes you, but that's what you have to legally say. Uh, Florida man. Well, no, this is, this is common in most states that they don't allow mortars because they're, you know, explosives. Yeah. Um, unless you have, like, qualifications to do it. Uh, and we definitely don't have 4K 60 FPS cameras coming for stuff like this. Four so. of them. Stop it. <laughs> it's not that bad, all right? But no, we're going to do equipment autopsies because I do want to figure out the failure mode of these machines and if we can fix them. Because I think these new crickets are bullshit. I don't like them. And I think that they're literally just giving people the exact same thing for more money and they're not providing any extra value for it unless you pay for their materials um I gotta, i'm gonna put my seat down just a hair okay i'm a little too low for my keyboard but i gotta have the cat in the shot so like <laughs> you do what you gotta do to have the cat in the shot because she is tired aren't you oh man look at you can we go like look at this i'm gonna let me let me let me, let me zoom in here Look at this look how good she is that is that's a happy kitty i am giving her a good chin scritch can i get a like please like can, can, we, can we can we get a like for this beautiful adorable cat who is done now with having her chin scratched <laughs> uh but yeah i'm not a huge fan of cricket and like to no surprise right grant doesn't like cricket but 
I don't want people that have adopted their ecosystem to end up needing to continue to buy new machines because they don't want like their cartridges to go to waste and all that expense they've put into it to go to waste because that that's wrong, right? Because Brad, your mom, your mom has a cricket, right? And she she has the Explorer too. Okay, okay, so she's like right there. As so as far as far as cricket is currently as of today concerned, June sixth, that is the best machine that they make. Um, no, the maker is better. She has the Explorer. The, the maker can do weather and better. oh all right well then the maker's the better one um <laughs> the new crickets do nothing for the consumer it's just more money for the company cardstock collector says yes that's yeah. absolutely correct they do nothing for the consumer would you all like to see me try to crack the code for cricket smart materials because if you do they already sell their cricket joy smart materials at my local stores so i can just go it's like six bucks i don't mind spending the so money put it through like a large scanner, like one of those like rolling scanners and scan the entire bottom of it. It's probably going to be the way to do it. I don't have one of those. Or you just do it with your phone and just take pictures of it and like kind of just stitch it together. And yes, four days till the new ones. Maker is better. Shows how much I know about their product line. I'm just someone that doesn't like when companies screw their user base. Okay. I made that, that first cricket video was not made because i was expecting it to blow up like seriously i think when we did the cricket postmortem that was definitely beating the dead horse and we knew we were beating the dead horse but we still did it and this new cricket video was not about getting views i'm like no these idiots are trying to pull one over and here's the problem and someone pointed out in the comments of the cricket video that cricket has really stopped doing any large traditional advertising scooting over to get closer to the cat Cricket has stopped doing basically any large traditional advertising and they are just pushing influencers. And here's why. I'm going to pull my mic closer to me here. And here's why. Cricket has found that influencer marketing is one of the most valuable terms of marketing, right? You can put a pie hole in your house and never see an ad online again. Period. You'll never see another ad. But if you watch influencer, right, pick your poison for cricket influencers. There's a lot of them out there. You're going to look at their videos and say, oh, okay, well, this smart material is really cool and I can cut all this much faster. Maybe I should get one too because they have it and I want to be like them. And as much as I hate it, yeah, it works. Um I had, uh, Allison said, I had a questionnaire from Cricket yesterday asking my opinions. That was fun to answer. If you all get questionnaires from Cricket asking your opinion, can you just link to our Cricket, uh, our Cricket playlist on YouTube? Because I think that would be hilarious. I would love a cease and desist from Cricket because I'm not going to follow it. Uh, and I would, I would love them to try to sue me for a First Amendment protected right. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm hitting your ear and your ear is kind of, oh, that's a big yawn. Oh man, what a good kitty. Uh, Literally the reason the Kardashians and the Jenners are so popular, and I know I spelled it wrong, I don't care, Jonathan says. And he's right, influencer marketing is incredibly valuable because if Kim Kardashian says, oh, you should buy this machine, how many friggin' followers she have on Instagram? If even 1% of them convert, 
which is a pretty reasonable conversion rate these days, that's millions of dollars for the company. Could someone look that up? How many followers Kim Kardashian has yep. on it? I don't want that in my Instagram stuff. So I'm, oh, I'm doing it on the company Instagram, by the way. Wow. Wow. If we start getting recommended crap from Kim Kardashian, Justin, you're fired. <laughs> Literally Oprah's book club. It's true. Right. She has 226 million. 226 million. Are you kidding me? So if 1% of Kim Kardashian's followers buy the thing that she talks about, that company just sold 2.26 million products. If half of 1% buy, the company has sold over a million products. That is nutter butters. (laughs) And if that doesn't show you the power of influencer marketing, nothing is. Is that a dog? That's how we get the views right there. There's a dog. Look at Daisy. We have a cat and a dog. God, Daisy's getting so big. I remember when that dog was no bigger than like this, like maybe the size of a subway foot long. So about nine and a half inches uh, and fluffy. And now she's, her hair is real short. That's probably because you guys have cut it short, but no, this is natural. It's so it didn't say that. Oh, that's so weird. Okay, so the hair stayed the same length, but the dog got bigger. Probably. Pretty much. When she was little, she was a real foofball. We joked that she has the same amount of fur just spread out, spread out over more. That sounds about right. Speaking of dogs, Brad, uh, we, we wanted to show off some prints that we've been doing this week. I want to start doing that on our live stream so people can kind of see, you know, what we're all up to this week. I don't think I have anything that I can show off. Um, oh, I do. I do because I'm going to show it off because there's going to be a video coming out later today. Right, Justin? Yeah. There's going to be a video yes. coming out later today? After, okay. after this. <laughs> there's going to be an impromptu video coming out later today. So anyone that's subscribed to our YouTube is going to see it. But uh, Probably 2 or 3 Pacific time is my two or three estimate Pacific on what it will be out. Okay. So uh, WWDC is happening what? Tuesday? Tomorrow. Monday? Tomorrow, tomorrow at 1 p.m. ADT. Apple stuff. So, uh, what are you doing? Don't go. This this will not be announced till September, though, this phone. Okay. Well, there she goes. Are we good? Well, you're not going to hit my Don't go better this day. Cat, cat, decide what you're doing. Are you out of here? She's off to work. She, she did it. it, It's very tough today. Um, Scrub Daddy got a deal, but the wine company did not. And because of great publicity, they skyrocketed. And it's true. Um, Shark Tank is very much influencer thing, but yeah, WWDC is on Monday and we are expecting them to launch the iPhone 13. And this is theoretically, no, the phone won't be till September. <laughs> phone won't be till September. Tomorrow is just software. Oh, so I was 15 tomorrow yeah. because it was leaked like two days ago. Oh, cool. CAD yeah. models are out for the new iPhone. So we printed it and Remember. it's going to be an impromptu time-lapse. So that's going to be cool. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, cat's gone. Uh, Some double. <laughs> John asked how the models come to exist. Um, so John Prosser um, is one of the top leakers of Apple stuff. And so he'll get pictures and measurements from people in high up places at Apple and other places. And then he goes and has a CAD designer go and make models that he ends up 
going and releasing to the public. Most of the time he doesn't release the CAD models, he'll just release renders. And this one he released as generic phone. It was the title of the of the step file. How so. accurate has he been in the past? Very. Like scarily accurate. So I'm looking at this new phone, and I even said it in the video. This is like the exact same thing as the last iPhone, except the camera is. Oh yeah, it's it's diagonal. it's not going to be big changes this year. Oh, but it'll be big. It'll be big. We'll have to have some courage this year. Ooh, man, you know, maybe they'll release another color. Ooh. Yeah, uh, for those that don't know, I am not an Apple fanboy. Uh, I am Android and Windows, all the things. I don't mind Apple, but... <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I was going to try to cut my mic, but I couldn't do it quick enough. Sorry. Um, I, wa I think that Apple has a great ecosystem, but... My brother said he wouldn't help me if I got a Mac, so I don't have a Mac. <laughs> and uh, this is the closest thing to an iPhone that I have. And John says if it does have an, an M1 chip, it'll blow his mind. Well, and it won't be M1, so the M1's on the A14, which is last year's chipset. It this will be what will be making the M2, so the A15 chip, which is the mobile focused one for a phone because they have to be low powered and m1 chip is larger than the entire board of the phone i believe nice so it's it's just they're gonna be a small uh newer m1 but in a smaller package so it'll be what the m2 and m2x and whatnot will be based on the next year and a half after that card saw collector said apple forever and honestly that's I, apple has such a good ecosystem right the apple watch is honestly the best damn smartwatch out there. Straight up. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, genius Justin. What? Because that's what they call all the Apple people. Chat. That's what they call all the Apple people. Oh, that's, oh, that's genius. genius. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I know you're intelligent, but you're not. I think she's kind of joking on that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, that's true. John says the iPad is great. The iPad yeah. is great. Apple no, no other the tablet competes with it, really. Yeah, there's the no, there's no Android that can compete with the yeah. iPad. Even the Apple Watch. The fact that it gets more than a day worth of battery. I have stopped wearing my Fossil Gen 4 uh, smartwatch because I get so many Discord notifications that it kills the damn watch. It kills it in like six hours. That's not usable for me. Yeah. Right? But, like, the Apple Watch, it, it lasts for days and days and days. I don't know how they do it. I don't know yeah. how they do it. I, I'm, I miss my Pebble. That, that was the best watch ever. Speaking of watches, Justin, you got something to show us? Yeah, so I have the the open source smartwatch. Which I was going to say, put it closer to your camera, but then I remember that your camera doesn't. Then I have to go and pull focus. focus, yeah. <laughs> So you built what? So it's called the Open Source Smartwatch. It's designed by, I can't think of his last name, but Paul, I can link it in the chat. The project, it's the whole board design is open source. The software, I've been working on the software a little bit with them, having some tweaks and really just more being a beta tester than trying to write tons of code because, yeah, and just doing as much as I can helping out there. And so 
it goes and connects to the Wi-Fi. It has different watch faces, like binary, uh, analog, digital, and then multiple apps. So this one is allows you to go and set the time by connecting to your Wi-Fi. Eh, it crashed. But it's it's a little buggy. <laughs> and it crashed. <laughs> Yay, open source. Well, the, the first it's there's there's a component that I need to change on the board that has been updated in the in the most recent revision because of power draw when the screen is on and trying to connect to Wi-Fi the first time will draw too much power than the board can handle. But then there's different apps. You're able to go and open a configurator on your on your computer or your phone with across the Wi-Fi network, and then you can configure the apps and whatnot that's on there. So it, it's a really cool project. They end up being like $15, and the case is 3D printed. And so it, it's really it's really an awesome project. I'm excited to see where that goes. And, and John just made a good point in the comments. Um, Apple's ecosystem is great if you're willing to pay to play. And when my phone, the phone that I use every day, I have a Pixel 3a XL, okay? I paid $400 cash, brand new, for this phone. And it is more than adequate for my needs. I can't spend $2,000 or even $1,000 or even $750 on a freaking phone. I don't spend that on computers. Yeah. And I'm so I'm not going to spend it on a phone. It was really funny this that this past year the OnePlus phone was more expensive than the iPhone. Oh, don't even get me started. I love the original OnePlus phone. The the original ones were 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 flagship killers, but now like it, it was it was kind of funny like the iPhone the standard iPhone 12 was less expensive than the flat than whatever OnePlus's this, flagship was this year. This yeah. is the original flagship killer. This phone right yeah. here is the original flagship killer. This is a Google Nexus 5. Oh, I still have wow. So I have a thing of never taking plastic off of things. So like the original shipping plastic is still on this phone. Um cuz I had it in a case. This is a Google Nexus 5. This is the original flagship killer that what I'm so mad at Google for getting rid of the Nexus line. Because the Nexus line, man, but they ended up coming out with the Pixel A series. So the, the mm -hmm. 3A, the 4A, now the 5A, and now we're going to get the 6A soon. Um, that, that, I love the A series. Because it's like, do you need 10,000 cores and all that on a phone? No, you need four, maybe. Like, my phone is more powerful than the laptop that got me through college. My, my, my phone was my most powerful computer until I built this most recent one. I think my phone is still my most powerful computer. No, nah, the GPU the on your computer kind of carries phone, it. Phones in general are more powerful than the computer that sent the Apollo 11 them in. Cardsock Collector said that they did try phone? Android once and they couldn't get anything to work. It was very difficult to change and now... I'm invested in Apple everything. The... I totally agree. I tried Apple products. I'm like, I don't get this. Their UIs are so different. And they're, they're coming closer, I think. But their UIs are so different that nothing makes sense the way that you expect. I think that Siri yeah. is a much better implementation than OK Google. Um, because Google is a very, very tough word to say when you're trying to say it with any amount of speed. And yeah. enunciation is difficult. Um, and 
the, the this this is much more powerful than what took the Apollo missions to the moon. And this is a dual core ESP32 chip that's like a 40 nanometer process. Of course, it's an ESP32. It's always an ESP32. Well, I mean, they're four dollar chips. That's why. <laughs> At most. Um, Heather says that the cost for Apple products is 100% for convenience and ease of use for non-tech savvy folks. In my opinion, I love my iPhone 8 Plus. I had it for almost four years. I I can't disagree with you, right? My my mom. Hi, mom. My mom is not an amazingly tech savvy person. Bless her heart. She's just not an amazingly tech savvy person, and that's okay. She doesn't need to be. But um, she loves her iPad to death. Loves her iPad to death. Um, but because the rest of the family is on Android and nobody else has iPhones, she's on a Pixel 4a and she loves it, but she does have some problems every now and then. I think for people that aren't really, really tech savvy, iPhones are great because they make it really easy. iPhone's new security. Oh my God. It's amazing. I think finally iOS 12 or whatever the newest iOS is. 14. Huh? 14. 14. Great. They're announcing 15 tomorrow. Tomorrow. I think all the new things that they're doing for iOS is really what is setting them apart. Apple used to be trailing behind Android for basically everything for years. And, oh, copy-paste. It's new and innovative. My Nexus 5 had that. My OG droid with the slide-out keyboard had that. Yeah, Justin, that was before you were born. No, I remember those. That wasn't before I was born. That was maybe like 2007. Okay. The droids? Young. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I didn't... When did I get my first cell phone? When I was... 16? 17? I didn't get texting until sophomore year of college. Maybe <laughs> freshman my day. <laughs> yeah. We, like, we used to walk up... We used to walk uh, up, up the mountain both sides. <laughs> I did have to walk uphill both ways to class. Thank you very much. And you know how that's possible? Was that before physics was invented? No. Do you not know how it's possible to walk uphill both ways? You can also walk no. downhill both ways. That is correct. There's a valley in between. Got it. You walk through a valley. Yep. So I had to walk down a hill, then back up the next hill to get to class. So I did walk uphill both ways. You, sir, could go to hell. <laughs> I thought that was before physics was invented. I'm not that old. Gosh. I'm not a... I am a millennial. I am not that old. Allison <laughs> said she was 20 when phones became affordable. Have phones ever become affordable, though? I remember my mom, like, when I remember this years ago, my mom had the world's smallest cell phone. It was a little tiny flip phone. That little tiny thing? It was, like, maybe that big. And it it needed, huh? Was it? It was a cell phone. And it needed to have an extendable antenna because its antenna was so tiny that it couldn't actually get good cell reception. (laughs) Uh, um, But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Anyways iPhones. The, the app tracking transparency they're doing, they brought into, I think, 14.5 Apple. Is, yes. It, you know it's good when it pisses off Facebook. Yeah. Is, you have to opt. Don't cheek your elders. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You have to opt in for all tracking now. For any, for Facebook, Instagram, any, any app that tries. For literally that's... anything. I love and that. It, 
I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Android, get your shit together. I want to see that on the next iOS device. I want to see and, it. And you can just hit a button that says, don't even ask me. I'm saying no, no matter what. So I have options for never, only when in use, and all the time. That's the only three options. But that's for location data. That's for location data. This is yeah. any tracking of of device data it just scrambles your device data to them and doesn't let them grab anything so why That's would nice. you ever give no. any of it uh exactly. for certain things like, like like so it can build like the profile type of thing around you if you want like curated content like like a youtube wouldn't i wouldn't mind like that's why your recommended feed is pretty decent nowadays I don't use social media. Uh, no, no, so, on YouTube. I'm saying like the rec- like your, oh, your homepage on YouTube. Yeah, that's is fair. curated to you and not. So what about um? Oh, what am I thinking of? Like it's a curated. So damn it, I was going somewhere and I completely lost track. Uh oh, what about so? What is stopping from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that requiring this for you to use the app? That's that. That's going to be the thing. Is like Facebook and Instagram have pop up now when you first open the app after the update, saying, "Oh, we see you updated to fourteen point six. Why haven't you accepted our tracking?" Because your tracking is bullshit, and I don't want it. Pretty much. Um, John says, "Grant is Mr. Salamander and Cricket." For those that don't know what we're referencing, it's Thomas Sandlatterer. I think I'm going to say that right, but uh, the joke is you just call him Tom Salamander because uh, his last name is difficult to pronounce, which is kind of – it's kind of mean, but I hope that he takes it in in stride because it does build a pretty funny brand for him, and I feel like that's a cool thing for branding. Speaking of branding, uh, I got those parts out to Kenzie, and I think she's going to use them today or Monday. I'm excited to see what she says about them. And if you're wondering what we're talking about, the live stream on Wednesday, uh, we did some parts, like, start to finish. Literally, from design to a finished 3D print in one live stream, which was honestly pretty freaking cool. And I'm excited for the edited live stream that's going to come out for that. Um, So they will not allow you to use the app, John says. And Facebook wants to pull their apps off the market. By the way, anyone that's using, if you're using TikTok, stop right yeah. now. TikTok is now collecting biometric data and it is face, it's um, collecting data on your, on your body, your face, anything that you're showing in their app, it is now being collected. So yeah. And I, it's, you can't opt out of it, right? I don't think so. I mean, I deleted the app. You can by not using it. I deleted the app a year and a half ago. So yeah. Same. Uh, because it's exactly like it's it's the most like they programmed it so well to be addicting it is really where it was that got me i'm like nope not anymore it's like it's designed to be so addicting more than facebook twitter instagram anything like just that constant scroll and like no gaps it's like the exact thing that will keep you in forever (laughs) it's true though right um I, I have found, like, I will randomly get sucked into, like, Instagram. It happened earlier today. I posted the Instagram story for the live stream. And uh, I spent, like, 15 minutes looking at people's stories. I'm like, I don't give a shit about this. Why am I watching this? And I just killed the app. 
Yeah, I, I mean, when I deleted TikTok the first time, or like I've deleted Twitter every so often just so I don't have it for a couple of days. I will go and swipe over to where the app is and try clicking on that app because like it's so like you have that habit yep. of going to the app and going and checking it. So like spell like TikTok and tw- Twitter is less than the TikTok was. Yeah, <laughs> I covered up all the the logos on my water bottle, 3DM stickers on them. By the way, if you want to get 3DM stickers, watch out for our Patreon because one of the tiers I will send you stickers. One of the tiers I will actually send you a, send you a handwritten letter. And if we can find a way to do it, uh, we'll, I'm going to sign it myself. And then if we can find, like, pet-friendly ink, I'm going to put Victoria's paw print on all the letters that we sent out. That's cool. going to be a funny video. I think i got to film that and be like, eh, 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 with the cat. That'd be hilarious. Eventually, we should have the printer write the letters for you, though. The so we thought about that. Water. Well, okay. This brings us back to the sets. Look at this. We're 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 great for all this. Y'all don't you don't want Grant's handwriting, y'all. It's true. My handwriting sucks. Uh, that's okay. Also, I need stickers. I still haven't got any. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need it for the computer. <laughs> all right. I'll I'll have to send some out. Maybe you should join our Patreon. This is like one of those like reverse internships that I've been seeing. <laughs> reverse internships. That you have to pay $15 an hour to work for them. I can actually That's thing. a real thing. That's a thing? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, all right. I'm going to go to all the colleges that we've applied to get people from. We're going to do a reverse internship. Cause like we need, we, we, we need, <laughs> Josh says put that on LinkedIn. <laughs> reverse internships everyone oh eric's you, you, you here eric's us. here hi eric we talked about sls stuff earlier hopefully you don't hate me i love you <laughs> you need to get an axie draw to write letters for you yes 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 we're gonna do that um i actually have two 3d printers that we're gonna turn into pen plotters and uh i'm gonna do that on on our channel videos, but I need to have a space where I could unbox. Someone wrote us a really nasty comment about filming outside, and it just really hurt me. I'm like, wow. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was on the Porter yeah. Prusa videos. They're like, your audio sucks outside. It doesn't look good. The background sucks. I'm like, you're just rude. But it hurt me. I'm like, I know, but I don't have a better space to film this stuff. There is six feet between the edge of my desk and the edge of those shelves. I can't film unboxings here. Yeah. Soon. Uh, John says name and shame. I'm not doing that. No. I don't even remember the person. I'm pretty sure I deleted the comment. So <laughs> I am the comment czar. I decide if people stay or if they go, but we are building at least two sets in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, we are going to be building a standing set with a uh, adjustable height table. Uh, it's a inch and three quarter thick, solid butcher block tabletop from Sam's Club here in the United States. Sam's is like a Walmart, but on steroids. It's a wholesale Costco? shopping club. Like a Costco. It's like a $250 table. It weighs 130 pounds and under no circumstances can I move it. Uh, oh, Heather said they need a reminder to just skip it and go screw themselves. I've thought about being a Wendy's Twitter in our comments and just being snarky to people, but I really, I, I don't, I, 
I have a feeling Thomas would just materialize in front of me and slap me across face and say, no, that's against the brand. And then just disappear again. <laughs> yes, that's how it would, that's exactly what would happen. I think that's exactly what would happen. Uh, so, yeah. That's Wendy's a, Twitter is so entertaining though. Oh, it's so great. It is so great. Who's the other good, really good one now? Oh, Slim Jim is all about Doge. And so they mess with Greg all the time. Jeez. Well, that's gone forever. I'm going to put this postcard back up here so I don't forget about it. But yes, eventually we will have hand-drawn, well, 3D printer drawn, hand-signed. Allison, yes, we need merch of the resin is toxic. <laughs> Look, we don't have enough subscribers to where I can do, like, a merch run, and... We can just do it on, like, Amazon or, like... It's so expensive! No, we don't... You don't pay anything out of pocket. For them! I don't think so. We'll do some research into it. If so, we'll do... Jonathan Resin (laughs) is toxic. Three comments. Uh, That needs to be a shirt that Thomas bit. Thomas slapping me for... for, <laughs> we, we, we could get that too. We, we could make that happen. Can we like do that in uh can we animate that in After Effects where it's like an animation of me, an animation of Thomas, him appearing, slap me saying not on brand and then disappearing. <laughs> that'd be a little video of him doing that, just like going and slapping in the air and then well, we could figure it out. Yeah, we need to get on this because this would be hilarious. And it, if we do, if we don't animate it, it needs to be poorly cut together. Right? And then yeah. either Amber or Jonathan actually has to slap me. And I'm sure there's going to be a line and numbers. And we're going to have to do multiple takes, clearly. Because it's never going to work the first time. <laughs> Why do I say these things? I'm signing myself up for stupidity. Brad, you, you could go over there and slap him. No! Brad's going to shave my head! You can slap him, too. Yeah. Oh, is that he... He shaves his head... I like your cut, G, and then it hits me. Is 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 is, is that what's gonna happen? Is that I how mean, we're gonna end that video of me getting my head shaved for charity? I mean, now we have to. It's it's, it's on the internet. Greg, just shut your damn mouth. Your mouth gets now. you into trouble. <laughs> and it's not that you're ending up in jail. It's that you're you're saying things that you don't want to do, and everyone's gonna latch onto those things. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, well, I don't care. <laughs> Screw it. If it's going to get the views, I'll do it. I don't care. The views. It's the views. Brad is going to slap your shaved head right on the razor burn. Eric, oh, you, yeah, you got to get a nice close shave. We are Brad. not doing that. No. And then get some aftershave and slap it on his neck. Brad's not even old enough to use a shaver yet. I don't think. And Brad doesn't know how to use a straight razor. And I am not having a Sweeney Todd episode in my backyard. And then Amber needs to come over and fix it. We're not doing that. That's that's a demonetized YouTube video. Now, if it wouldn't get demonetized, we can have a discussion. <laughs> I do actually own a cutthroat razor. I have shaved with it once. And it scares the hell out of me. And I will never do it again. Just put a thumb in it, Jonathan says. Oh my god, no. 
Oh, God. If you don't know that reference, don't look it up. I'm scared. It's the when Kentucky Ballistics had a 50 caliber rifle blow up and sever his jugular. If it wasn't for nice. the fact that he put a thumb in his jugular vein, he would have died. Nice. I just explained the thing I told people not to look up. So Yeah. That's why I don't play with 50 caliber rifles. Although if someone did ask me to shoot a 50, I would definitely. Um, I was at a friend's house yesterday and somebody was shooting off a cannon, like a legitimate cannon. Like we heard a bang. We're all like, what the hell was that? And then we see a cloud of black powder smoke. I'm like, oh, can we? We, we need some more graphics. That's just like Florida man that just pops up whenever <laughs> you talk about Florida man that, stuff. Yeah, that was like, I'm like, that's a Florida man. And like we left, so it was their fifth anniversary. So we went to go celebrate their fifth anniversary at their favorite sushi place, two and a half hours from where they live. They used to live over here in Tampa. Now they live on the Space Coast. So they drove all the way over here to get sushi with a bunch of us. And uh, we come back and there was a fence that was there when we left that was not there when we got back. And we're all like, are we insane or did this fence get taken? The fence was taken out when we were gone. Nice. Yeah. Blew my mind. Florida Man Strikes Again, TBZ91. I don't know. Who is TBZ? I don't know who that is. You are not a normal viewer, TBZ, I don't think. And if you are, you don't comment. You should comment more. Uh, Allison asked, they have an age limit for razors? No, it's just, I don't think Brad has any facial hair yet. (laughs) He probably is what it was. I mean, I think they do have, they don't have, do they have an age limit for razors? No. Should they? I feel like they should. I mean. I swear King of the Hill is actually a Florida man show. Oh, it's Tad. Right. Oh. I should have known that. Hi, Tad. Tad, why aren't you on this podcast? <laughs> why are you listening and why aren't you here hanging out with yeah, us? Yeah, we have your brother and Tad in, in the comments, but not... Not on the podcast. Well, John's only on every now and then. Tad, I miss you. Tad, I miss you. <laughs> um, John says that King of the Hill is actually Florida, man. Oh, he's at work. Okay. Hey, thanks. Thanks for hanging out, Tad. I appreciate you hanging out with us live. Uh, even though you're hanging out in spirit. Anyways, John's the backup person. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> If John's ever on the podcast, it's because we couldn't get three people and <laughs> we used John for the third. <laughs> Tad says, Is there a bromance Bay. going on? <laughs> huh? Is this a bromance? It is a bromance. I swear, Tad's going to be in my. If, if and when I ever get married, Tad is going to be on the wedding party and I have never met him in person. We're just that close. It's just, it's just what we do, man. Um,. You can't buy plastic cutlery if you're under 16 in the UK. What? What? I didn't even know that was a thing. Huh. You can't... What? That's so weird. So, can you get metal cutlery? (laughs) I feel like that's more dangerous. I'm so confused now. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. The U.S. is weird, right? They can't like, have walking knives either there? No, they can't. No, that's a thing. Um, it's a thing in Canada, that, too. That sucks. 
Because then you can't, like, actually use the knife to cut stuff. Well, you can. You just can't stab things. It'll have a tendency to fold back on you. Yeah. Um, but... but no, I I don't know. Let's let's move into set building, because I know I'm going to tangent on things that I don't need to tangent on. Set building. So we are going to be building this. So I've got people coming eventually. I don't want to say the exact dates, but we have people coming eventually to help me build this set. And by help me, I mean do all the work. I will be on the camera, cameras, because I can't move things. But we're going to be reorganizing my garage, and we're going to be turning it into two sets. So we have our standard standing set, which is going to be similar to some of the YouTubers that you see. There's going to be some background props, of which you guys, all the patrons, are going to get to choose what goes back there. Um, I now have a, f a great use for my piece of shit solid doodle press. It's going to be a prop in the videos, because it's a piece of garbage otherwise. Uh, putting that market, put, putting that management degree to work, John says. That is right. I got two management degrees. I'm going to put those to work. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to also have a sitting set. That is, if you know Jerry Rig Everything, and I hate to call, we've, we've been calling colloquially in the company the Jerry Rig Everything set because it is basically the Jerry Rig Everything set. It is top a, down a set. Top down set. <laughs> white-ish, white enough table. Uh, and you're going to see a whole video on us rebuilding that table. It is a certifiable soldering table. So it used to come with certifications. I let those lapse because I'm not paying to get that thing recertified. But it is. it weighs over 100 pounds, and we repainted it. I'm going to show you guys. You're live. You're hanging out with us here on YouTube. Oh, cool. Um... Brad says, a massive hope needs to be a prop. I agree. I'm going to show the colors that we chose. Then, Brad, I want you to show people what hope is because uh, it's been a minute since we talked about her. So you can kind of see her up here. I would move my camera, but it's a pain to move. It's fine. So I'm going to show you guys a photo on my phone because I don't want to share my screen. Ah, turn off your ring light when you do this, Grant. So, in the back is Oil Rubbed Bronze by Rustolia, but that front color, boy howdy, is that front color ever pretty. So, yeah, it's that's Oasis Blue, and for some reason it is like a dead-on perfect match for the 3D Musketeers Blue. So Did you see Thomas said he did that on purpose? He didn't. I'm pretty sure it was a joke. <laughs> I, maybe. <laughs> or you're just like that big brain that he did it on purpose is like, i want to look at the color code and see like if he actually did the right color you and should because if it is the same i'm gonna be like i don't know if i love you or i hate you but it's something i got feelings <laughs> i got feelings uh galaxy brain right there galaxy brain yeah so we'll have some so the idea for the standing set is there are going to be some floating shelves behind me and uh they are going to house stuff. And that stuff is going to be things like, you know, time-lapse 3D prints, random products that we're working on, parts that customers haven't paid for that aren't under NDAs. Um, yeah, they copied your color. Uh, I don't think Thomas knows the Rustoleum meme. Oh, yeah, Rustoleum used to sponsor us uh, for some projects, and uh, 
It was a. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So when I was in fundraising, they sponsored some of the big, uh, the big fundraising company that I worked with. They sponsored them, and they actually sent my brother and I some stuff for a project that we were working on. Uh, my contact is since no longer with the company, but hilarious unless. Oh, hello, you're back. Yay, cat. Hi. Um, so yeah, Rustolium, yeah, it's a thing. Uh, anyways, it's out. Why? 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 Stay in your bed. Stop it. Uh, uh, no. Okay, bye. Uh, Rustolium, it, it's Oasis Blue, for those that are wondering the color. But um, it's going to have some freestanding shelves in the background, so they'll be screwed to the wall. Cat, over here. You're distracting me. In your bed. Freestanding walls and patrons will be able to not only, you know, tell us where you guys want to see things, but potentially we will allow you guys to contribute to the background set. So if you want to have something that's yours, that you think would be cool to show up in a video in the background, it's going to have lots of RGB lights and eventually, eventually, and we got to, we got to figure out how we do it, but it is on the schedule to do it, is to do a uh, addressable RGB LED sign for the company. And so it's a big 3D Musketeers that's addressable RGB LEDs that can be controlled by a webhook so that when we're live streaming and when we're filming, people can randomly change the color of the sign. And that's not just to change it from like red to blue to pink. No, you can change individual pixel color in the sign. So I never go into that extreme with the webhook and stuff. <laughs> you said you don't remember? I said I didn't know we were doing that extreme and having it controllable. I think Alan knows how to do it, so if we can do it, I totally want to do it. If not, we'll okay. just have a poll for our patrons and we'll make it that color. Yeah, because the WLED is like that. That's that we can do, but the rest of it, not sure. John says yes. We are get to work, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Brad, you said you want a big hope in the background. Show us your bucket of hope. Okay, and let's talk about hope here for just a second for people that don't know what hope is. Hope is my dog. She she's a golden retriever. She turned three in four days, actually, on the tenth. And she is adorable. She is incredibly sweet when she realizes you are not a threat. But like. When I first met her, she would not start bar stop barking at me until I, like, pulled down my mask so she could see that I was a regular person. Yeah, that's Hope. Oh. Hope is adorable. And she is so lovable. And this dog is, like, crazy well-trained, but knows no. how to Pavlov Brad and the family, so it is kind of funny. Um, no, she's not well-trained. John said, Justin says you're paying triple. <laughs> Attaboy, Justin. Uh, and yes, happy And, and my going rate is, we'll, we'll talk about it, John. We'll talk about it. He says, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> Justin <laughs> Levy, <laughs> three times zero is zero. <laughs> uh, she shares a birthday with the new crickets. He is better than crickets. No, hope is on, oh, hope is on the 10th. Damn it, Brad! <laughs> Hope shares a birthday with the new crickets. Boo hiss. 
boo hiss cricket but yeah it's okay hope better than cricket hope is way better than cricket hope hope is so good let me see if i can get this on camera if this is gonna work i'd show you hope but it'd be big and hard to get in the chair it doesn't necessarily listen well when he's in the chair so it's a better idea to leave her out i've got a hope and if you can see her she uh, is there. there you go she's literally putting her head to work <laughs> she, she's holding up <laughs> yeah she, awesome. she holds up the uh the filament cover for my fusion three ah <laughs> uh, it was like amber's like i bet hope would work for that and i'm like really and we tried it and it totally worked it's so awesome totally worked oh yeah now you guys can tell that uh right above me is a shelf i have a shelf above me okay and the Taz back. Six is just a uh, is just an extra shelf, huh? And the Taz is just an extra shelf, yeah, as well. The Taz just holds stuff. Uh, it's unfortunate because the Taz could be a good printer, but because we record so many videos a week, I uh, I I can't run the Taz. It's so loud. Wonder if uh, you put different drivers on it. Because I don't want to go through all that friggin' effort. It's a Rambo. It's just like the get a new board. Oh, I they're soldered on. It's not worth that amount of money to me, Brad. <laughs> that and I don't have firmware. Um, and the Lulzbot, the current Lulzbot firmware sucks. Anyways, yeah, it, it's got parts on it that it ran. It ran um, a bunch it of It ran, things. I hope. It did run the big hope, yeah, with the Morstruder. Um, no, the, didn't it run the one on the Fusion as well? I never ran one on the Fusion. No. The Taz ran the hope that is sitting on the fusion. Yes, yeah, yeah. The hope that's on the fusion was ran by the Taz. Yes. Yeah, the Taz ran a bunch of these, but not in this crazy neon yellow. It ran it in a red. Uh, hope is much cuter than the crickets. Truth. Truth. Also is not going to, uh, you know, screw you over for money. Right? You she might. Really, is I going to actually release that model? Do you do that? Do you, do you bother me for money? She's like, who, me? I ain't doing nothing. Don't worry about it. Brad, I have an idea on how you can release it. If you want to do it on her birthday. Oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Oh, release we, we, file? We'll, we'll talk, I'll talk on Discord. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I'm excited for the set. Um, a standing set's going to be tough for me right now, but we, we found some anti-fatigue mats that are pretty decent that I can stand with. And because the table is so heavy, I can basically brace myself on the table. Uh, but at least for now, I will still need Amber's help to do any of the unboxings. So you'll have two people on the unboxings. Um, we got uh, wireless lav mics. So eh, eh, come here. So I got some wireless lav mics. So we're going to try having wireless mics on some of the new sets that we're doing because um, I want it to sound good. I, and I know that we're not Linus Tech Tips and we're not we're not even the 3D printing nerd. But yeah, I want to get all this tech now so that we can get up there and act like it when it comes time. I got a bunch of really cool stuff coming that I need to do an unboxing for. That unboxing might have to occur outside. I don't know. Uh, so I bought a bunch of stuff from a YouTuber, Press Reset, and uh, he sent me a lot of stuff. Let's put it this way, it's $180 to ship it. <laughs> Mind you... I'd be surprised if you don't have a boosted board coming as well. So he 
didn't find his scale, so I had to pay retail prices for shipping. Ah. I was going to recommend your guy, Justin, but just never we're, got we're there. talking about this. <laughs> we're not talking about how you, how you committed mail fraud. <laughs> you were the one who did it, actually. I trusted somebody. And it I trusted somebody, too. I didn't know. Uh, Allison says, it will give you so much more options, and Amber is awesome, so double cool. Amber is awesome and way cuter than I am. So is is that is that the more Struder hope? It's the more Struder hope. That thing weighs so much. Your white balance is so weird because I know what color red that is. Yeah, it's a deep red and the light is being really weird with it. This is literally that color. This is the exact same. This is the same spool. It looks mm-hmm. pink. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. White I can see it on my end too. Huh? I can see it on my end too. It looks pink on Zoom. Well, yeah, we'll print a big hope. We'll have a big hope in the background. We're going to, and I'll put it up on Twitter. We'll put it up to our patrons and everyone will be able to contribute because we, I don't know. I want you guys to be involved in it. Set building is no trivial matter and it's going to require a lot of work, but I am wholeheartedly excited to do it because it also allows me to get my garage cleaned at the same time. And now I have a good reason to do it. Um, so that's always valuable, but, um, Yeah. And I guess uh, Zometry released an IPO. Uh, we don't know much about it, but we do have a video coming out on Monday. Justin, why do you there think... There wasn't much to share. Oh, yeah, no. there was basically nothing to share. But why do you guys think that there are so many 3D printing companies going into an IPO right now? Well, I think this year really showed that 3D printing is, it is really the future. And I think it kind of showed the masses like, from the hobby level all the way through industry. And I think with that, that rapid prototyping that, that like all advanced manufacturing, I, I think is really where it is, but where, where, where we're heading towards because of it's so difficult to get labor for, for, for a decent price and especially masters of machine and, and, and machinists I think that's where 3D printing kind of steps in for, I need a few prototypes of something. I need uh, a couple different things that that's really where it comes into. And that's like, like what, that was the whole point of that, that hack the machine challenge that I did was exactly that was to prove that it's cheaper and quicker than getting it machined in a standard. For those who don't know, what is the the machine? Talk to us about the hack the machine challenge. So the Hack the Machine Challenge was a challenge run by the Navy and Fathom 5 to show how metal 3D printing and additive manufacturing in general can benefit the Navy in certain ways. So we were given a drawing of uh, of this part that they needed, and we had two weeks to get them the metal part and a technical data package. So it, it was really cool. It was a really cool Fathom. experience to be able to print with the metal and show how additive manufacturing can be used in a real world sense. Cause it would have taken six to 12 weeks typically for them to get it machined these parts. Yep. And it took two. And that was with the whole data package, which was what took the longest. Yeah. That's, that's insane. I mean, and so you, who did you partner with to do that? I worked with Print Parts, who's another service bureau in New York. They're they 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 do different stuff than 3DM. They don't really do the design side as much. 
Right. That, that's what I, I did do the design for it. So that, that was where I partnered with them, worked with SJ as well a little bit and Mike Picota. They, they kind of were on the sidelines kind of talking with us a little bit about some other ideas that we had for it. And, you know, you won an award. What award did you win? Uh, we won the design inspiration award for it because like, like a lot of them did like just, it, there were some that were just standard parts. We didn't really do too much to the uh, generative design and whatnot. That, that's, that's what we saw of the people who won the entire competition, mm-hmm. but we put the smart part coding on it and showed how that, that was able to, to benefit the Navy and have like digital twins and whatnot with it. That's just cool. But you didn't you didn't win any money though, right? Not that I know of. <laughs> Not that you know of. I had no so. idea so few people were gonna compete. But I'm glad yeah. I'm glad you didn't have to pay for anything, because like it's like two thousand dollars in D- in metal three D printing, right? Uh, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Justin is the future. Oh, your girlfriend is such <laughs> i love that your girlfriend is like such a huge fan of yours um and yes who who's heather do you know heather i did no? not know heather okay because like we were in the hack the machine uh my entire family your entire up. family was on individual youtube channels commenting about you so and- i said i sent the link to my mom and that's it <laughs> <laughs> and it went to my entire family before the competition started. I'm like, nice. Dude, if you won that 15 grand, I'm like, you you would have made a lot of money. You would have made more money than I made all of last year. Uh, oh, yes. Hi. I-, I really wasn't in it for the money, though. I was more for I-, I wanted the experience. I got amazing connections. I've met so many great people through that. So that's really what it what, it, what I thought it was all about. Oh, Carsack Collector says, I didn't know you could do metal 3D printing. So, Justin, can you talk about metal 3D printing a little bit? Yeah, so there's different processes. We actually did three different parts. So... Ow, ow, ow! Stop it! Sorry. <laughs> you're good, arm. you're good. So, you can actually 3D print metal on the printers that Grant has behind him. You can print it on, on a Prusa Mark III. Technically, but not the same kind of metal. That was one of them that we actually did. We did it on a Metal X machine was one of them. Okay. Which is close enough. And so that's just a filament. A hundred times the cost of a Prusa. Yeah, but the material is almost the same as the BASF BASF Ultrafuse. Is there much difference between using metal versus the resin? So Justin has a personal marketing team, Eric says. Yes, he did and pretty it, much it was not just a personal marketing team but it was also like a massive like cheering squad it was it was pretty adorable actually yeah it was yeah. pretty cool um so but the metal 3d printing that you did you did dmls right yeah we we submitted a dmls part we also did ebm with titanium so and then we had those the... two technologies before we go too far dml dmls is direct metal laser sintering mm-hmm. so it's a laser that's kind of similar to an SLA machine-ish. I don't I don't know the exact the way it works 100%, but it's a bed of powder that a laser is going and scanning across and sintering the parts, while the one that would be like on an FDM machine, which is 
fused deposition modeling would be uh no lasers but what no lasers on fdm no lasers but that you end up taking the part and you go and cinch that later so it gets yep. it goes into an it, oven. it gets put in a really hot oven that goes and melts away all the plastic and burns it away and it right. melts the metal all into a solid part and then ebm is an electron beam that is just a super powerful i don't even know like radiation sort i'm not sure exactly the way that that that's that's there yes yeah, ebm is electron yeah. beam melting uh yeah. so it's effectively a high heat radiation source that is close to sls but not um, yeah it, Eric, that, that was titanium and it, it was interesting that like titanium was the cheapest part really yeah ebm is cheaper than the other technologies huh i would have never guessed that Cardsock Collector says, wow, I feel old. No. DM, SLS, how long has SLS been around? A while. It's been around for a minute. But SLS and DMLS and all that, those are, those printers start, so, okay, I would say they started at 100 grand, but Forum Labs just released the Fuse 1 finally, and it's 20 grand for the machine, but about 40 grand for the whole kit. And yeah. that's only six and a half by six and a half by 11.8 inches. That's it. Yeah. And it's 40 grand and it's SLS. But it's, if you want, it's, like, it's pretty awesome that you can get it for 40 grand only now. And it's like a full ecosystem. You're in boom. Right. It works. It, 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 so like form labs is the apple of the 3d printing world, right? They're way more expensive, but the freaking like, Oh, what's the term I'm looking for? This, see, this is what I do in the videos, and we end up editing all this stuff out. What's the term I'm looking for? Ease of use, so like, like ease of use, is yeah. so high because their software integrates, their materials are all integrated, everything is integrated, and it makes it easier to use. But for our purposes, six and a half by six and a half is way too small. And its effective print is 6.3 by 6.3 by 11 and a half, I think. Because SLS can't go all the way to the edges, yeah. at least these cheaper ones, because of the heat. And there are cheaper SLS printers out there. There's a Sinter at Lisa, which I think is like nine grand. The Lisa Pro is like fourteen or to twenty. But the Fuse One to me is really the first adaptation of a consumer-ish grade SLS machine. But still, the issue that you deal with powder-based 3D printers is the freaking mess they make. Oh my god, they make so much mess. It is ridiculous. And if you do not have a dedicated room for for powder 3D printing, do not buy powder 3D printers. Yeah. Holy crap. But powder printers, we probably will never see in the home. Never. Unless we, we never should. In, unless there's a system that's completely closed. It's a closed-loop system from... You put in a box with the powder, dude, and it sucks it out. It's all it all self cleans and whatever, like as if it was like an oven in your kitchen. But unless we're at that point, we won't see it at home. Ovens in your kitchen. Let's use that as a great example. No matter how strong your vent hood is, if you if you've got powder or in this case smoke, your entire house is gonna smell like it. So I, I've got experience running powder printers, and I can tell you, no matter how good you think that your powder upkeep is it is not good enough um we ran gypsum machines and like the floors would be lighter in that room than it would be anywhere else and we had the room under negative pressure so that no powder would ever get out and it did 
We had, you know, vents in the room to pull the powder in the air out of the room. And it still settled on everything in the room. Um, yeah, that's my understanding too, Eric, that the fuse oh, one yeah, does makes way, make less, way mess. less mess. But way less. So I guess it is, what is your expectation for the amount of mess? Yes. For, and I think Forum Labs also put a camera inside of their fuse one, which is so cool. It's so cool. I would love to have machines with cameras inside of them. Um, and yes, Alice said it's too dangerous because of inhalation. Yeah, especially for metal 3D printing, if you're doing it heavily and you're not being great about your safety, some people will just bring in auxiliary air and wear suits with auxiliary air that's filtered so that yeah. you can keep the room reasonably messy, but the people are safe. Yeah. That's not a great way to handle it. But like metal 3D printing, you have to use a wire EDM cutter to cut the part off the damn build plate it's yeah. not like with this where i can just go and bend the build plate and pop the part off the build plates are also made of metal and they, these parts will bend these build plates that are yes like a half inches inch thick, thick. An inch thick oh, yeah they depending can be thicker on than that yeah. yeah depending on the thing and it will if you have a failed print it will like it'll look like a pringle and failed prints there cost more than my entire run of 25 machines. Well, 24 of the 25 machines, at least. One of our machines is about $70,000. So, yeah, but, like, a metal 3D printer failure... The full-color sandstone. Full color. Yeah, six, they're 69500 brand new. I will give it to someone for half off if they want to buy it. Hell, I'll give it to them for thirty grand if they want to buy it. OBO. I'm negotiable. Um... Yeah, powder printers, they really just need their own room. And when we had our retail shop, we had it in its own room. We had a pharmaceutical-grade fume hood as our uh, ventilation out of the room. Um, and even then, we could not create enough negative pressure to get it out of the air. And that machine is fully sealed. There are gaskets around everything. Yeah. But there was just no way to stop it. Um and of course, gypsum powder is way cleaner for you than nylon powder. Nylon powder is very dangerous. Yeah. And just like mm. any atomized thing, it is flammable when it is atomized. So people don't yeah. know the biggest danger in a kitchen, other than the idiot operating the machines, is a flour fire. Because atomized flour is as explosive as TNT. Yeah. And, and, and like metal 3D printing is highly explosive failed metal 3d prints can be reclaimed though can't they i don't think so not traditionally well, you can melt it down you can and remelt like, it and grind it yes like that's the only it way wouldn't be I'm the powder again it wouldn't be the powder again but you could have it like uh, turn into a um, an ingot that you can go and turn into something else right yeah technically it can be reused too, for a print again but it could be salvaged Right. Well, I mean, similar to how FDM failures can be remelted, reground with virgin material and re-extruded or yeah. recycled. Yeah. There is always a way to recycle it. Is it equitable? That's really the question. <laughs> I Heather, think with metal, it could know, be. Flower fire watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you to do this, but if you take a handful of flour and you got like a campfire or something going around, and you just kind of toss it up in the air, eventually that fueled air mixture will get right, and it just goes, whoa, and it, and it ignites. It's, oh, or I, I, or it's you can watch it on YouTube, and 
not possibly blow yourself up. Not uh, make pretty musketeers liable for me. Well, yeah. the freaking Mythbusters already did a video on this about sawdust being incredibly yeah. dangerous. And yes, they go watch Mythbusters episode. I'm I'm not gonna do a video on this. Don't don't try this at home. Yeah, don't try this at home. Eric said it can be reclaimed as metal, but raw metal is far cheaper than the powder. And that's correct, because the powder has to be not just perfectly clean, but it needs to be a certain micron size, right? The powder has yeah. to fit within a very specific set of terms. If the powder is too coarse, it's going to catch on the recoder. So the machine will put out powder, and at least on the uh, the full color sandstone, it puts out powder and then it smooths it as it go as it goes back. So yeah. we we crack the code for the ink. Like we can make our own ink and binder. We know how to do that on the full color sandstone. And I can not just match 3D systems color, but I can beat it. I can get you better consistent color than 3D systems. Yeah. We were never able to match the powder because it's something about the size, the diameter of the particles that they use that makes it so crazy. And they're uh, so consistent too. Well, and their thing is, is that it's 80 to 90% gypsum. So like I said, all right, I'm going to go buy some powdered gypsum from Home Depot. Bad idea. There is 10 to 20% other stuff in there. And I'm sure it's like an anti-coagulant, an anti-caking agent. So many different little chemicals that they're adding in. And even with a mass spectrometer, we were getting so many random readings that we couldn't figure it out. And it's because their powder is contaminated from the factory. They don't have a very, uh, like, I'm going to call it clean process. And uh, a buddy at the time worked for a company that, laid, that made laser mass spectrometers. So we did a full study. That's how we actually cracked the code for the ink. We used a mass spec. And we tried to do it for the powder and every sample of powder that we brought. And these were from unopened tubs that we had. Were so different that we had to kind of give up. Um, Eric says the powder has to also has to be smooth to flow well. So metal powder for 3D printing is usually often made by spraying molten metal into an inert atmosphere in an atomizing column, so it's a very complex process. That's... I want everyone to stop for three seconds and just think about what he just said. It is made by spraying molten metal into an inert atmosphere in an atomizing column. So, inert atmosphere. Probably argon, right? Generally inert, we're using argon. It's heavy, it's a noble gas, crazy inert, nice and easy to play with, and it's cheap like borscht metal melting it not all that difficult shitload of energy you can get it hot spraying it on the other hand and getting the particulate size so your your nozzle diameter that you're spraying has to be a certain size and then getting it to cool before it smacks the other side of a container wall that's crazy i'm imagining like a yard sprinkler <laughs> inside of a container and it's just like in my head it's gallium because it's like the easiest metal to do that with but it's just like metal spraying everywhere and it's like hell yeah very very complex process i figured cool. it was some sort of a grinder uh, but that does make sense that it needs to be smooth because if it was rough it would instead of accepting laser heat it would have a tendency to reflect and refract it 
So the smoothness yeah. would benefit there as well as the recoder if it's abrasive or you know non um, non smooth, it would get caught on the recoder. That was a big issue that we found in our powder process was that the recoder would get damaged. We need to try and find a time where we can get Eric onto one of these. Yeah, Eric. Even if we have, have to pre-record it. Yeah, because Eric Eric is not in the United States. He's not anywhere near the United States. Um, but he is awake right now. So viably, we could do like an early, it would probably be a Saturday though. That way, you know. It doesn't matter what day. We can, we can figure that out. Yeah, I, uh, I dig it. I'd love to have Eric on. That'd be so cool just to talk about it. An atomizing column is like a small grain silo in size, three or four stories tall. Yep, exactly what I was expecting. And I would bet that there's like literally a sprinkler head in the middle that's just like, ah, metal everywhere. Eric, imagine. can we somehow find someone that makes this and put a camera inside it? I want to see this happening. But I would guess that environment is so incredibly sterile, right? Imagine how clean that has to be. Yeah. I ha oh, Allison had to research atomization of titanium powder for her project years ago. See, this is why I love YouTube. It is exposing us. Like, Allison, we would have never had any contact whatsoever had it not been for YouTube. There's no, there's no way that if it wasn't for those grant rants that the cricket community would have ever crossed over with what we do. Yeah. But because of that, we've met Allison, we've met AE, we've met, you know, uh, card sock collector and some really cool crafters that really didn't think that they could make and then like Allison's like oh yeah I used to work on this stuff I'm like wait what really <laughs> like no kidding yeah yeah I'm like what there's so much crossover <laughs> by the way there will be a patreon tier uh if you guys want to support us on patreon once we get that set up for you to come on and hang out with us on a live stream, whether it's on a Wednesday live stream and we're making parts live together or on a, uh, on a podcast where you can come on and talk with us on the podcast, talk about what you do. Uh, cause yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Eric, uh, I'm going to DM you on discord cause we got to get you on this. That would be so much fun. It would be so cool. I would have to, yeah. how many people we'd have to have like a six or seven person, podcast because i think half the company is going to want to be on this because eric eric's such a cool guy uh, yeah, and it's eric's funny awesome. huh hey, eric's awesome yeah this industry is awesome i want to have sj on here too at some point but i know her life is going crazy as well um but yeah eric would be a cool guest and if any of you out there do really cool stuff with 3d printers and you want to talk about it let us know that's what this podcast is for you don't have to be a patron to be on our podcast but if you are a paying patron and you just want to come and hang out just like whatever just come and shoot the shit that's when being a patron you can come on and hang out um eric said he met a guy that runs the am lab in sandvik oh oh for sandvik oh god and they have a titanium atomizing column next door but it looks like a clean room facility i would not doubt that in a million years i would bet hardcore that it is a clean room facility and he said probably some secrets in there you damn for straight. Sure. oh god <laughs> sure. yeah because sandvik is one of the largest producers of metal powders for 3d printing and titanium titanium in canal and stainless to my knowledge are the three most popular 
materials. I know aluminum is coming up, but it is difficult because it self-oxidizes. But that's more like they weld it, it seemed, from my understanding. What, the aluminum? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's almost it's... like it's... It's almost like a... Like a Which one's welder? the one that the, it's, it feeds itself through the middle of the... MIG welder. welder. Metal inert yeah. gas instead of tungsten inert gas for TIG welding. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty much a MIG welder on a robotic arm is how it... Those are the prettiest types of 3D printers. Yeah. Period. There's nothing cooler than that. Uh, That's but, what uh, Alex Kingsbury does. She build volume. We, we said Alex Kingsbury. Did you hear that? And you got a little meow out of you? Okay. She's so tired. Were you up all night patrolling, doing important cat stuff? Yes, you were. Yes, you were. And things like if the cat's in the videos, I, oh, there's always outros that I film and then I like go to pet the cat. So like I'll grab a camera and we'll pet the cat. So if you want like more videos of petting the cat, <laughs> Patreon, please. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh, huh. Allison said that she got some metal powder from Sandvik once, but she's not certain. That's pretty cool, man. I just love it. I love the maker community, man. There are people from all walks of life all around the world. Like, Eric and Allison are not located anywhere near the United States. Justin is in California. Brad is like 20 minutes from me. Freaking. I think a little more than that, but yeah. Mm, yeah, I guess it probably does depend on how fast you drive. I was in your area yesterday, but there were a lot of people. And I'll tell you why we didn't come and visit later off, off camera, but we didn't come and visit. Uh, in two or three weeks, I can get you some nice footage of our new LMD printer. What the hell does LMD, LMD even stand yeah, for? Yeah, what what is LMD? Uh, laser metal deposition. Did you get a Trump printer? Because I look up LMD 3D printing and Trump. That's T R U M P F, not the pres, not the former president. T R U M P F. Uh, I'm just gonna do yes, please. Yes, friggin' please. I want that. Eric, we gotta have you on the damn podcast. One, so you can roast me for some of the videos that I've done that you just don't like because they're a little sensationalized because of editing. And maybe because I don't understand the topic as well as I probably should. But, uh... <laughs> John says that's an unfortunate name. Um, more fancy stuff I know nothing about yet hang on to learn more about. Heather, that's what this is all about, right? The podcast is not called Making Awesome because that's a good name for a podcast. Truth be told, it's a terrible name for a podcast because it means that it will never rank on Google. Meltio. Well, that's a cool name for a laser. That, that one's a cool name. Printer, Meltio. That, that, that's a cool name. What is the name of your company? Meltio. <laughs> I want I want it. Please tell me it's out of Spain and it's got like some very hardcore Spanish. Meltio. I, I don't, that's what my dad would call a bad laser 3D printer. What is that? The Meltio? Like, yes, actually, that, that's what that is. Now I'm going to look up Meltio. Meltio. Other side's down. Dang it! Why is everybody's website down? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, their Cloudflare's broken. All right, well. The Cloudflare's the working, website. but the Meltio they're hosting is down it's what it does on the tin 
<laughs> it says what it does on the tin. That's fair. Yeah. That's why 3D Musketeers is always a name that we waffled around a bit because it doesn't really tell you what we do. Uh, but it is it is a fun name. And, and it's, it's... It is out of Spain. <laughs> it is totally... Is it is it really out of Spain? <laughs> That's what Eric just said. <laughs> that does sound like a company that would be out of Spain, though. Like, totally... It's like my, my, my dad's, oh man, that's like, I love it. Can I, what? Can I tangent for a second? No. Mm-hmm. No, you can tangent, go ahead. Our teenage voice is amazing. My sister has like the stand mixer is really loud. I can't hear it. And, it, and it's not picking it up at all. I can't hear it at all. That's so cool. Technology is awesome. You, you okay. could totally... Put a leaf blower up to your mic next to it and still talk and it'll pick you up. It'd be a little choppy, but it'll pick you up. Apparently, That's so cool. Meltio is a joint venture between a company out of Las Vegas and a Spanish company. Nice. That's such a typical thing, like some like VC out of uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. They make LMD systems that start around a hundred grand. That's not bad. Yeah. I need to learn more about the LMD tech. I don't. I've never heard of that. We're gonna before. learn like, more, Eric. We need to talk about this. Cause, wait, if that's metal 3D printing for a hundred grand, that's not like FDM. Well, hold the phone, and let's not talk about it too publicly. <laughs> Let me go get a loan, <laughs> cause <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Now we gotta have Eric on here at some point. But yeah. Any final thoughts, guys, before we close this one up? No, this was, this was a fun one this week. It was... Brad, anything? I'm, fine. I'm happy I was finally able to make it. Dude, I'm so happy you were finally able to make it, too. RTX voice definitely makes it usable. Uh, your noise floor is dead zero. It, it Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Justin, as always, thanks for hanging. Um, Eric, we got to have you on here to talk about this stuff. Um, yes, Heather, you, got, you have a super day as well. Oh, my gosh, 100 grand for a metal 3D printer my wallet where's my wallet i need to throw it where's my wallet i need to throw it away is it in my back pocket nope because it would have hurt my butt by now well my wallet has ran away likely because we're talking about a hundred thousand dollar metal 3d printer (laughs) but uh no problem at all guys hey thanks for hanging out with us uh yeah don't call your loved ones pet your animals more often and uh stay safe out there keep making awesome have a good one look at this cat look at this cat Oh, so good. Well, okay, she's done. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out on the Make It Awesome podcast. Make sure you uh, like the video, subscribe, comment, do all the things that make YouTube grow. We will see you in the next video. We're doing, what, six or seven videos a week now? I think. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. More content, more stuff, more cats. See you guys later.